Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Brian McCray, founder of Mastermind St. Louis. Hey, this is Amy Porterfield from the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Hey, this is John Gordon, author of The Power of a Positive Team. And if you want to learn how to network with other people in the right way. And if you want to build quality relationships with quality people. And if you want to learn how to achieve success in your relationships. You need to spend some time listening. Build your network podcast. Build your network podcast. Build your network podcast. With Travis Chappell. Travis Chappell. Travis Chapel. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey there, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another topic episode here on the show. This one is going to be something that is a topic really important to me, something that I talk about pretty frequently, and that is the topic of adding value, always adding value to people. So this is part one next uh, Wednesday is going to be part two of adding value. And this is going to be one of the best topics I think that we have here on the show. So we have three people coming on to talk about that. First one is Brian McRae. Brian runs a really large meetup, a few hundred people that meet every single month out in Missouri. And he's a mortgage broker out there. And he talks about how to add value to people and how it's benefited him and his business in the long run, simply because he was willing to add value without expecting anything in return. So Brian comes on first. Then we have Amy Porterfield, who is 
the founder of Online Marketing Made Easy, which is a podcast talking about online marketing. She is a fantastic internet marketer herself, and uh, she is a master at digital course creation and so many other things. And she has some really, really amazing insights into this particular topic. And then we have John Gordon. John is a multiple best-selling author. He's written 15 books, five of which are best-selling books. And then he's been featured, his tips and tricks have been featured in the Today Show, CNN, CNBC, The Golf Channel, Fox and Friends, so many other things. His clients include the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Atlanta Falcons, Campbell Soup, Dell, Southwest Airlines, LA Rams, Miami Heat, Pittsburgh Pirates, like so many others that have paid this guy for his wisdom and his knowledge and his insights. And I can't wait to share some of those things with you guys here on the show. But really quickly, before we get into that, we have all heard the Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Imagine being able to build out those top five people and personally select the caliber of people on that list. Literally nothing would be out of your reach if you could always fill that inner circle with the people that are crushing the thing that you're trying to crush. This was a mere dream to me just a couple of years ago, and now I can say I'm blessed to be able to carefully curate my circle with the people I want to be around the most, and now you can do the same thing. I recently created a training and community just for people who are interested in always being able to customize and fill their top five. It's called Explode Your Network, and it is everything that you need to know to exponentially grow your connections, level up your inner circle, and shorten your runway to success without annoying a single person or printing a single business card. Plus, it's attached to a community of like-minded people who are all interested in doing the same exact thing. So if any of this is important to you at all, you're going to want to be a part of this elite movement. Take action. Head over to travischapel.com explode to finally take control of your inner circle and shorten your runway to building the life of your dreams. And now here's Adding Value Part 1 with Brian McRae, Amy Porterfield and John Gordon. And then you start looking for ways to add value yep. to people. Can you talk about how important that was? Oh, well, first of all, I think the individuals, I think it's always edifying when somebody calls you and says, Hey, I'm interested in your business. So yeah, I would just, that's literally what we do. And it was always trying to figure out a way to add value. I think we all get into, and frankly, I think it's matured when you start your you know, to be completely honest with you, the first couple of conversations were probably me show up and throw up about what I did. Right. But I think when you can get into, I think everybody's interested in a story. So one of the best things that, you know, tell me how you got started. I always wanted, cause I was trying to pull some experience. If they weren't going to refer me and I wasn't going to get a potential client from them, that was okay. Because I could still learn from their business wisdom because yeah. these, these were CPAs, these were financial advisors, these were real estate agents. These mm -hmm. were all people who were straight commission that I just wanted to glean. Not only did I want, hopefully be able to refer them business and have them refer me business. But I wanted to be able to learn some business wisdom from them. So what did they suggest for a guy getting started in this business? Right. And it was just amazing. Some of the conversations that we're having. So what's next? Just started like going to town, started getting some business. Like what was next after that? So it was 2002. All that happens, you know, in the mortgage business, a lot of our industry is tied to what's happening in the market. Hmm. So I left a six figure job to get into the mortgage mortgage business and go straight commission. And I sat down with what was one of my mentors in the business. He says, so where, tell me what you did. And he goes, and you're getting into the business right now. Literally interest rates had just started to rise from what had been lows. I just kind of looked and, I, and by the way, I was too stupid to know. I didn't, <laughs> I was just like, Hey, I got to make it. So <laughs> I didn't know that the interest rates were rising. I didn't really do that much research. I just knew that I wanted to get into a job where I had, that I could build something special where I would have the freedom of time and money. 
But anyway, what was next? I just started implementing, doing one-on-ones with individuals, following up, just trying to be conscientious. Yeah, yeah. Handwritten notes, following up with emails, trying to find some ways to add value to them. And so we just, I just kept doing that. And then uh, lo and behold, things got busy within probably about four months, five months of being in the business. And I had about five or six files on my desk one day. I didn't have enough time to get to it. And I had about five or six people to call that needed some help. I went to my boss and I said, I can spend some time administrating these five or six files, or I can call these five or six people that want to refinance and purchase a home. Yeah. And he said, go talk to Ellen. She'll help you put that stuff in and you call these people. And so honestly, I just got into it. I had an assistant probably about six months and less than six months in the business. And nice. I just kept replicating that. So, so you, this episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. You were working at a bank at the time. Was this bank like a local credit union or like were they paying out as much as some of these other like mortgage brokers and bankers? Or did you take a pivot after you started getting a hang with a business to work with one of them? That's a great question, Travis. And that's one of the little things. So there's different types of banks. And this happened to be a local community-based bank that had a very strong... Basically, it was a mortgage company within a bank. Hmm. So yes, the you know typically speaking, the payouts were much better than what you would see at a large national bank. Probably not as much if you were you're an independent broker, hmm. but it was a good combination. I didn't have to worry about a lot of things. I just had to worry about... It. The thing for me, is I just wanted to work, focus on building my network. Right. That's all I wanted right. to do. I didn't want to worry about, have to worry about paywall. I didn't want to have to worry about health insurance. So mm. I was an entrepreneur inside of a company. Is the, yeah. is the uh, way I, an entrepreneur? Yeah, entrepreneur. That's a yeah. I love it. I'm taking yeah. it. So yeah, I'm steal that one. There's somebody I was talking to recently uses that word like in every single one of their meetings. I want to say that it was Bedros Koulian, the CEO of Fitbody Bootcamp. 
really, uh, I mean, they have like a 650 franchises now, like across the world or something like that. And that's the way that he describes it is like, we're in a, an uptick of entrepreneurship currently where like entrepreneurship is the cool thing to do where maybe some people well, probably a lot of people shouldn't even really be toying around with the entrepreneurship thing. They should be toying around with the entrepreneurship, like doing, being entrepreneurial within a certain context to allow yeah. yourself to maximize your income level with none of the stress and still have a great opportunity to get in and learn from somebody, right? So that sounds exactly... That, exactly that's exactly what I had. That is exactly what I had. So, yeah. so obviously 2002, markets going up. 2003, markets going up. 2004, markets exploding. 2005, it's crazy. Everybody's jumping in, getting their slice of the pie. What are you thinking during that time? I'm still building. I mean, it is, I am business building mode. I am still trying to build connections. I'm looking for great referral partners. You know, things are going well. It, it was crazy. That was the, fortunately, subprime never really felt right to me. So I didn't really build my business around that. Okay. But when it comes to networking and business, to me, I, there's just, I don't go for bright and flashy usually. This episode of the show is brought to you by another podcast, actually, and that is The Jordan Harbinger Show. There were three shows that I listened to back when I first started listening to podcasts, and Jordan's show is one of them. And I'm now I'm honored to call Jordan a good friend of mine, and I'm happy to have them as a sponsor of my show now. I promise that you will enjoy this podcast if you like listening to Build Your Network. In addition to being hosted by one of the best interviewers that I've ever met, The Jordan Harbinger Show is an Apple Top 50 podcast and was among Apple's best of 2018 as well. It's packed with wisdom in the truest sense of the word, from how to read body language and nonverbal communication to how to network and negotiate, not to mention amazing stories from people who've actually lived them, from crazy kidnapping stories and going undercover as a CIA agent to illusionists who can seemingly program our brains, basically anything that will help you upgrade your brain so you can become a high performer both at home and at work. This is a show that offers meaningful, fun, life-changing insights with a practical edge so listeners can apply something right out of the box every show, every day. In fact, every episode has worksheets so you can make sure you're internalizing and applying what you learn from the guests. You deserve to be extraordinary. So search for The Jordan Harbinger Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Or go to jordanharbinger.com slash subscribe and start taking your life to the next level. I really enjoy the show and I'm not just saying that. I think that you will as well. This episode of the show is brought to you guys by Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics and their mission is simple. To make sure all of your basics and beyond are smartly designed and shopping for them is easy and convenient. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. And look, guys, I recently went on a mini shopping spree of sorts with Mack Weldon, and I bought a couple t-shirts, v-necks, long sleeves, board shorts, pants, and let me tell you, I am thrilled with every single item that I bought, the fit, the look, comfort. Material, everything was on point. I love using the sweatpants for travel. They're just super, super comfortable. Pretty much all the time being around the house, sitting here recording podcast interviews, different things like that. Sweatpants are super, super comfortable. And the board shorts are perfect for summertime, especially when it gets hot out here in Vegas because they're great for swimming, but also great for any other summertime activity, not just swimming. So they are the best pair of board shorts that I have ever owned, quite literally. Oh, and they have an unbeatable guarantee. 
If you don't like your first pair of anything you buy, you can keep it and they will still refund you no questions asked. So there is literally no risk to try out Mack Weldon's line of amazing men's essentials. So for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com and enter promo code Travis. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com and enter promo code Travis at checkout for 20% off your first order. Go ahead, do it right now. I promise you won't regret it. What's up, everybody? Just want to take a quick second and give a shout out to my favorite new podcasting app, Himalaya. If you are not listening to podcasts on this app, you are definitely missing out. It's like a social media app, but for podcast listeners. Follow your go-to shows, like and comment on your favorite episodes, and download professionally curated playlists made just for you. So head on over to your app store or Google Play Store, download Himalaya today, and then thank me later. What are some ways, now we've been talking a lot about value, being genuine, all that kind of stuff. So what's a practical way that somebody sitting out here listening would be able to just start adding value to people? Like let's say they, you know, they suffer a lot from the imposter syndrome. They don't feel like they have a lot of value to bring to the table. What are some different ways that you think that they could start really trying to offer value to others? You know, I have a quick little example that keeps coming to mind when I think about somebody offering immense value. There's this guy out there. He's an Instagram expert. His name is Tyler McCall. And I would have never known who Tyler was, not because he's not a big deal, just because he would have probably have never made it into my world, like our worlds wouldn't have crossed so soon, except for the fact that he posted something about following maybe one of my podcasts or something that I had put out there. And he gave me praise online and it was on Instagram. And I thought that was so very cool. And I pay attention to that stuff and I thank him and whatnot. And then I kind of started to follow like, what is this guy all about? And so I started following on Instagram and he would put out great things. And then we'd start to talk in the DMs. And over the last, let's say six months, I feel like Tyler is a really good friend of mine. I've invited him on my podcast. He is an up and comer in the sense that he hasn't been on the scene that long. However, he's making a big splash. And just today, he was posting some stuff on Instagram. And I noticed he's on four other people's podcasts, big names, because he's sought after. And it all started with he looked for other people's content to give them a shout out on whatever social platform. And it was in a genuine way. Like he talked about, this is why I love Amy's podcast. This is why you should listen. So little things like that go a long way with those that might be a little bit ahead of you, but genuinely appreciate the feedback. Yeah, totally. And stuff like that's just so underrated. But also I would add to that, that if you do this, like if you're sitting out there and listening and you're like, Hey, you know, I've done that before and they've never even like looked at it or gotten back to me, realize that like someone like Amy, someone like John, like some of these people that I've been on the show, like they have a lot of demands on their time. So if you do this and you don't get a response, don't take it personally, just figure out another different way to be resourceful and get around that and add some more value. But look, eventually though, if you are constantly pushing forward somebody's content, they can't help but notice what you're doing for them. If you're an evangelist for what they're doing, then they can't help but notice that eventually. It's so funny when sometimes I'll have people reach out to me, Amy, and be like, I'm a big fan of your show. And then they'll say something that makes me tell that they've never listened to anything yes. that I've ever put out there. Do you get that sometimes? Oh, I do. And it drives me nuts. So it makes a big deal. And I'm going to say something that's going to make me sound a little bit like a jerk. So I hope you know it's coming from a good place. I also don't like when people reach out and say, Hi, Amy, I'm a big fan. How can I support you? 
And I feel very awkward in those moments because I don't know, I'm not going to tell them how they can support me. I feel like that's an actual lazy way of making connections. And I know this makes me sound a little bit jerky, but my point being is that Find your way of how you can support someone. Pay attention. Just like you said, really be a fan if you're going to say you're a fan and you'll find those little ways. But at the same time, you don't have to force it. And a person of influence is likely not going to tell you how to support them. Yeah. And exactly what you said though, is that it's lazy. It's just a lazy yeah. way to try to do it. It's the numbers game approach. It's the like, I'm going to reach out to 50 influencers today. I'm going to ask them all how I can support that's them. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, and totally. so that's why it's, I'm not a big fan. Is. Yeah, totally. It's, it's just like, I know I'm supposed to lead with value because Amy knows Marie Forleo, like she just said. So if I reach out to her and ask her if I, how I can support her and then I do that, then I can ask her for a connection to Marie. Like to me, it just, when people ask <laughs> that, it feels like it, it comes with an attached like outcome that they're trying to get out of the situation. So right. Lazy. And then the only reason to ask someone how you can support them is so that you're like adding value to them without expecting anything in return. But the question itself to me makes it seem like you're wanting something in return. <laughs> I know? appreciate you saying that. So I don't sound like so much of a jerk. I think that's <laughs> what it feels like to me. So, yeah. and it happens a lot. So that's why I thought, mm, maybe I should mention it here. Yeah. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. Do you know JP Sears? No, I don't know that name. He does a lot of comedy videos on YouTube and stuff. And he has like a, a spiritual health, like a spiritual and health coach business. Oh, yes. I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. Yes. I had him on the show and I asked him, I asked him that question. I was like, what is the most annoying question that someone can ask you like at an event or something like that? What did he say? And he said exactly that. He was Stop like, it. Yeah. He was like, I think the most annoying question is people that come to me and say, JP, how can I support you? Oh my gosh. I love it. I love the man even more now. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, and how do you answer that question? He goes, I say, you know, the way that you can support me best is to not ask me that question. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So it's funny you start talking to a lot of people about this stuff because everybody's thinking it. But like you said, sometimes it's like difficult because you know that people are just trying to be people, right? And you don't want to like sound like a complete yeah. jerk, but you also want to be like, okay, but you need to learn from this and not do it again because that's not how you're going to get a response. So this is what I wanted to, to, to really hit on because, so here's what most people do. They, they go, I want to be a speaker slash coach, author, whatever. And then they just write a book, but they, there's no, there's no value there, right? Like there's nothing that they can, like the book just has a bunch of stuff that's been recycled by a bunch of different people. There's no real value based on experience from like their personal life at all. You went out, like you said, did 80 free talks in the first year or whatever. And like you kept just doing stuff for free, adding value where you could see a place to add value. You're, you're building your restaurants, building your restaurants, and then adding value, adding value, doing talks, helping people out for free, doing some free coaching, I'm sure. Yes. Getting lots of free cups of coffee, I'm sure, for picking your brain. <laughs> lots of free phone calls. I'm sure you're doing all this for free. This is, this, is the, this is the part that a lot of people don't get. The thing that creates influence the most is value. Value creates influence. And people have this idea where they're just like, well, I just want to be influential. And then they just start putting out stuff. And it's like, bro, I ju you just copied and pasted that from somebody else's stuff. Like, You need to go do some things before you just turn into this guy that people want to follow. So you, you had all this experience. You were able to sell your restaurants. You had some money saved. You had real value to offer. And then you put the book out there. And then you bring up another good point, which is you didn't just sell the book for six months and then do something different. Uh, I was reading this, this book the other day that was talking about that. And uh, they, they likened it to going to, to like... So imagine you're, you're a playwright. 
and you are writing up an entire play. You put the whole thing together, you get the, the, the casting director and you finally hire the actors and they come in and they audition and then they rehearse, 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 rehearse. And then you market the show and you have a bunch of people there and you have opening night and it goes really well. And then you just close it down and then do another play. Like that makes zero sense, right? You want to write out that play. You keep selling that for three, four, five, six. Some of these plays have been around for for ages, but they still sell out, right? So it, once I read that, it just kind of clicked with me. Like, yeah, you don't have to come up with something like as a content creator, you don't have to write a new book every three months to stay relevant. You don't have to come up with a new course every other week to stay relevant. You just put something together that's extremely valuable and you stick with it for a while. And I love, love that part of your story. Was there any time during that where you were questioned yourself on that? Of course. I questioned myself on just, would it be success? So I questioned myself on, you know, wanting to give up several times because I didn't get a good response from an audience. I wasn't a great speaker early on. So it wasn't like I had a huge impact in my speaking. And so, yeah, there was a lot of doubt, a lot of fear. And I believe I was just driven more by love than fear and more by grit and determination to just create value and add value. You know, I have to admit, I did want to be a person of value. And Mm -hmm. that drove me to be a person of value. But I realized that my greatest value came when I was adding value to others, as you said earlier. Mm -hmm. So my influence grew when I actually was out there just serving and trying to make a difference. And I did a lot, as I said, a lot of free talks. It was amazing how every one of those led to other talks. And to this day, I still do free talks. I I know I'll probably get a lot of questions now, but I still do some, the the ones that feel right, I do. Mm -hmm. When people need help and they're facing a challenge, I will talk to people when I have time. And I will, you know, again, I, I try to make time for as many people as possible that I don't even know. And I'll just get on the phone again, when it feels right. And I, I know, you know who I'm supposed to talk to. And I still do that to this day. So it's not like, oh, now that I've made it, I'm now, you know, okay, I don't have to do that anymore. It's still part of who I am. And that's what drove me to do this. So I think that's a big part of it. But you said it best. I think people have a great idea. They do it for a little bit and then they walk away. And it's like, no, because you reached maybe 1% of the people who are going to hear the message or can benefit from it. You still have 99% that you have to take the message to. They don't even know who you are. They never heard of it. So it's like trying to sell a Coke to one person. Here you go. All right, we're trying to make it work. No, no, you have to, you want to sell Coke. You have to sell Coca-Cola to people all over the world. And that's what they did. So you have to take the one core. I always say, what's your core message? What's the core that you are here to focus on? Take the core first, go deep with the core, then go wide and take the core of that and reach as many people as possible. So my core is positivity. I know that's my core. And then the positivity is what I'm meant to take in a wide way to as many people as possible, as many people as possible. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about how we've been able to get some of the guests to come on the show, I've created a totally free resource called Meet Your Hero. So if you'd like to connect with people you respect and admire that are difficult to reach, you're going to want to go to travischapelcom slash hero to take action and start that training today. Have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.